Good morning. It has been a while. Three years to be exact. It's a blessing to be here. I see some things have been upgraded. Uh, before I get started, quick shout out to Jeff O'Grady, Reverend Jan Cook, Beckham Bakeman, um, Scott Delahook, so many people, the four gadgets who have just been a pillar for me as I've been away at Princeton Seminary. Um, you know, after three years in New Jersey, it just feels good to be back in America. <laughs> so I thank God for that, and what a blessing it is to be here with you. To see so many of you who come to church in the summer, that's huge. That's huge for Presbyterians, and I looked at the order of worship. I got 20 minutes to speak. Uh, I won't use it all. I don't want nobody to get a bed sore on my first Sunday back. But I am just grateful uh, to my wife who's home with three little ones, five, three, and almost two. Uh, she's the real MVP. Just texted me before I came. Got on the stage. She said, uh, when you getting home? She said, it's a rough start to the morning already, so pray for her as I'm up here. Um, let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to fellowship, Father God. We thank you for this opportunity to dwell in your place. Thank you for all that you continue to do, your provisions, your love, your grace, Father God. We pray that you cover us. Bless us in this moment, in Jesus' name, amen. First scripture reading today is from the book of Psalm, chapter 84. And we got teleprompters and stuff. We didn't, we moved up to the east side over here. And I'll read from my paper, though. Uh, hear now the word of the Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look on our shield, O oh God, look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, 
Blessed is the one who trusts in you. The word of the Lord. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. These words were written by the sons of Korah. From the tribe of the Korites, they had a specific responsibility of being the worship leaders and doorkeepers of the temple. This song or poem of praise speaks of the journey the children of Israel have been on from slavery to the wilderness, to Jerusalem, to exile. This is a song of both lament and praise. It is a reminder that the house of the Lord is a sacred place and that the souls of those who trust in God yearn to be there, to be in the Lord's dwelling place. Over the past 18 months, I believe so many of us can relate to such a song as this. We have spent more time apart than we have together as a result of this pandemic. We've also felt and experienced the pains and aches of loss, loss of loved ones, loss of jobs, loss of traditions, connections, loss of opportunities, etc. But just like the children of Israel, they came to understand that life is a journey. A journey that is filled with promise, difficulty, and uncertainty, and it often, all these things come at you at once. The sons of Korah knew this all too well. Historically, they come from a tribe that turned on Moses and Aaron. They come from a tribe of conspirators, uh, insurrectionists, those who challenged the direction of where God was leading them. They were dismayed, to say the least, at the leadership of Moses. Yet it wasn't all of them. Those who remained trusted in God, they weathered the storm of discord and disruption. Through their story, I'm reminded that life is full of seasons of change, and in it, you will at some point encounter discord and disruption. In March of 2020, a curveball of change was thrown our way. An unprecedented challenge loomed over the country, even the world. We all thought this was a temporary few weeks or a month at best, now look at us a year and a half later, we have been through change, difficulty, transition, you name it. You can insert your own story of what you've experienced in the last 18 months right here. However, when change, difficulty, even turmoil is a part of your story, your journey, your psalm sounds different. When you begin to see light at the end of the tunnel, you sing a new song. Just like the sons of Korah in Psalm 84, they survived the wilderness, a place that was filled with discord and discontent. They survived their season of waiting for a sense of normalcy, of waiting for a sense of belonging, waiting for a sense to be in the presence and in the promises of God. And likewise, when you have been through the storm and 
the reign of life, your song, your lament, your praise sounds different. It's more direct like in verse 10 when it says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And I would rather be a doorkeeper in a house of the, the Lord than to dwell in a tent of the wicked. This verse is packed with the understanding that there's nothing greater than to be in God's presence. This realization usually comes after you have felt the separation. The children of Israel, those from the tribes who rejected God's desire to enter them into the promised land, they did more than disobey God. They rejected the presence of God. And as the intro to the commandment said, remember, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. The presence of God was literally guiding the children of Israel to the promised land. And the people rejected the favor of God. So for 40 years, they wandered. The songs of Korah, they sing this psalm with a history in knowing what it feels like when people reject the dwelling place of the Lord. When the psalm says, blessed are those who dwell in your house or better is one day in your courts, they're talking about the actual presence of God, not a building. When this pandemic prevented us from being able to worship in this physical dwelling place, for a lot of people, this was hard. People revolted. People rejected the notion that the government mandate would step in and prohibit our freedom to assemble and worship. It was interpreted as an act that went against our God-given constitutional rights. But make no mistake, the church closed its doors during the pandemic, but it did not close the church. Let me repeat that. If this was a Pentecostal church, somebody would have ran, <laughs> ran through that glass window just now. The church closed its doors during the pandemic, but it did not close the church. Amen. People who trusted in God found other ways to dwell in God's presence. They found other ways to devote themselves to one another. They found ways to care for the least of these, all the while knowing the rest. The church found ways to take in asylum seekers. They found ways to hold prayer and care for those who are in need. The work of the church went on without being in a physical building. The people went. The people embodied the presence of God and they went, as Father Ball would say, the church is a place where we go from. People were courageous. I mean, let's, let's give a hand to folks who thought they would never use technology. <laughs> An honorable mention, you know, to those of a certain age. I mean, I was interning at a church in Princeton that was 180 years old, I think, and, and they had, you know, saw me as being younger. So they're like, you must know something uh, about technology. So, you know, you run the Zoom because we haven't been doing too well with it. And after, you know, visiting a few Sundays, seeing how it operated, it, it got real awkward. 
people not knowing when their video is on or off and, and muted or not muted, <laughs> kind of exposed some vulnerable things, you know, but we, we survived it. We, we got on track. But people held drive-by communions, drive-by prayer. A pandemic hits and drive-by somehow becomes a positive thing. People put together care packages for those in need. People raise money to help others stay in their homes. The church had been reimagined. And although it didn't feel the same, the church carried on because the hope, the desire to dwell in the presence of the Lord never diminished. We never... We were determined to dwell in God's house, God's presence, because we realized that the presence of God was not in a building, but in us. We realized that the presence of God is wherever God is leading God's people. When the children of Israel rejected the promises of God, they rejected the presence of God, so they wandered in the wilderness. The sons of Korah understood that there was no greater place than in the presence of God. And we as the church, we enter into that presence collectively whenever and wherever we gather. San Marino Community Church, we are in this dwelling place and some are at home online. But even if we were not, we should still be able to say, Blessed are those who dwell in God's house. Blessed are those whose trust is in the Lord. For wherever God leads us in any season, be it difficult or not, God's presence is what we long for. Thanks be to God.